So how's your week, dude? My week's been my week's been good. Um, I feel this week I've really dropped into the pandemic schedule. Yeah. That I'm on. Yeah. That I've been able to structure my time a lot better, mm-hmm. and I find it's such a cool structure. Like I've never had a structure like this. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I agree with you. Like, I certainly don't want this to keep going. I would love for everyone to be healthy and we can go out together again and people would stop dying. So that's, like, first and foremost. But I do do have to say, like, I'm trying to think of the positives of it and... Um, structure right we have so much more time to like do the things that you know we wouldn't be doing because we're like traveling to work or like like for me I was traveling three hours a day for school so that three hours is now time that I can do stuff you know so we have this Definitely. like extra time to like structure yeah our day definitely and i notice my structures are built around when i'm most effective i guess that would be the way to put it i have a morning routine where i do my qigong and some exercises and then i'll drink coffee or tea and i'll do a little journaling i'll play piano and then i do a bigger workout and then I'll eat food and then I'll get a bunch of work done and it's like mm-hmm. this really cool thing because I'll go from having a relaxing and engaging because the piano really engages my brain and mm-hmm. the writing and then the exercise gets me really up and going and then it's like all right what are the things I need to get done and then I'll do those for a while and then I might relax a little bit and then I'll do some other kind of workout thing. Mm. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Like, it's been interesting because I've always thought, like, if I was left to my own devices, I would actually be productive. I remember always thinking when I was younger that when, the, when I retire, I'll end up working more. Hmm. Not Mm. struggling more, but I'll actually accomplish more. And it's cool having this extended period of time for me as a teacher where I'm contacting families and doing things, but just not being in the school as much. I have a lot more of my own free time and in my own autonomy to design how my day flows. Yeah. And it's cool to really test that. I'm excited for the prospect of eventually running my own business and being having that autonomy of time. Right. Cause I've right, seen right. like, I've seen it now real, like I'm accomplishing more things, eating better, working out more, doing more meditation and like in general, just doing more of the things that make me feel happy. 
Yeah, that's a big sign that you're in yeah. a good direction. So maybe that's a good segue since this is the first episode. You could talk about what you're. Uh, yeah. What we're doing. So I don't know. Let's let's try it. We call it. I don't know. Let's try it because we don't know. <laughs> we don't know uh, <laughs> really like how to run our own business or you know um, be. Um, what is another word for that? Because it's not like I'm trying to run a business necessarily, but I'm not be like a self-sufficient entrepreneur of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. The way some people are putting it is this saying like, uh, calling it like a content creator, I guess. Yeah. Like just, yeah. we create content. Cause but also, you I do, guess you, some... but the, you're you i would i would argue you're you're like starting a journey of running a, a business yeah because mine's a, right? a combination of things parts of it are yeah. definitely a business and then some of it will be creating content it's yeah so it's a mixture of things but yeah so to add on to what michael was just saying this is a show about accountability about showing growth about transparency um, about interesting things and just mm-hmm. learning about accountability and starting projects and maintaining inspiration taught amongst it in a conversational yeah format because this yeah. is just our legitimately weekly check-ins and after having a few we both well michael was really thinking oh this would be cool if we recorded this this could be a podcast and so that was the yeah thing of this <laughs> yeah and it's almost as if these check-ins i mean because of the accountability i i find myself more productive since we've been talking but um also the talks themselves um, certainly help me to organize like ideas and bounce those ideas off of you and um, and you know we I think it's cool because we don't have I mean we have life experience I'm 30 wait how are you 29 no I'm 32 are you 30 no 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 I'm going to be 30 in July I'm already yeah. starting to think yeah yeah. i know my late 20 when i was like the the second half of the year of being 29 i was already i was like i'm 30 i'm pretty much 30 you're like yeah yeah. um so anyways um uh yeah so i am going to mass art and i am uh pursuing projects and um I'm going, you know, so I'm going back to school kind of later in life, but, uh, I'm also at the, I feel like 30 is like this age where it's like, okay, like it's time to like really kind of have something going just because, uh, you know, we want to like build maybe a family and like have, uh, structured and reliable work situation that you like really liked doing um mm. or, or love doing so i feel like this is good timing too because in terms of like our age to be doing this um and just talking Definitely. about yeah what we want to do 
So, Greg, what yeah. do you want to do? Yeah, so my goal is I'm in the process right now of taking a side hustle. And it is a side hustle I've had for probably about five years. You could say it's actually probably a side hustle I've had for like 15 years if you really push it to mm -hmm. that limit. Um, mm -hmm. So it's a very odd side hustle as well. So I do music performances that are somewhat like a ceremony or a group meditation. And what I'll do is I play different instruments. I have a didgeridoo. I got frame drums. I have flutes. I'll play classical guitar. I'll play just different instruments that are newer and older and with groups of people. And it just creates a, a very relaxing space. For some people, it's just a cool performance of just world music. Um, I've been very lucky to play music with many, many different people from all over the world since I was younger. So I have a lot of different styles that I like to play. So for some people, it's just an interesting performance. For other people, it's a deep meditation. For some people, it's a relaxation. I've had some older people just take a nap, you know, and they when they get up, they're refreshed. So that's like a beautiful mm -hmm. thing in of itself. There's some people who have because also the drumming I do in the sounds have shown in scientific studies to help create a theta brainwave state. And for that, it's like, it's similar to being in a dream, but you're conscious of it. So it's a really cool place to be in. Um, and I've done that for like the last seven years. And I noticed people wanted to interact with me more from that. And I would also do work in drum circles and some other group events and as I would travel around I didn't always go to the same places that often but people would keep coming back and they were looking for ways to connect with me more so now I'm building up like a whole health and wellness curriculum because as a teacher that's what I've been trained to do is build curriculum and I'm building up a curriculum for health and wellness so people can interact with me and kind of continue on their path of growth because we all have places to grow into and we all have strengths to discover more of and to focus on our strengths and build from that. And it's kind of a mixture of free content and then paid content so I can work towards making that what I make my living off of. Kind of going mm -hmm. back to the beginning of this conversation, uh, I really enjoy having autonomy of my time. Mm -hmm. And I have found during this pandemic that I, I do, I capitalize, I guess isn't like necessarily the best word, but I know how to efficiently use my time towards my goals. Mm. Nice. So that's, so that's what I'm working on right now. And it's been an interesting progression of creating something and trying to keep it I'm defining it but trying to keep it open-ended as possible so I can grow into different things mm. so it's it's cool to like I'm creating things 
that I'm going to use now, but I also have to think, all right, how will this roll out in five years and 10 years? Does it have room to change? Do I have room to grow into it? Yeah. So like having goals that are bigger than what I could even do right now so I can grow into those goals, but then also having the capacity for everything to expand past that so I can keep mm. like creating goals and grow into them. Mm-hmm. I had this conversation recently with, uh, or it was yesterday with my friend Gus, who I've I've started to partner with for what I'm uh, trying to do, which I can get into. But um, we were talking about how a lot of times, you know, you don't expect. Like for instance, um, I'm an artist and. I've made a, a few short films and, um, you know, when I made them, I had these big like dreams of like sending them to film festivals and doing all this stuff, which I, it's not that I didn't do it, but they cost money. So I kind of ran out of, um, I guess my marketing strategy could only go so far cause I had like a budget. Um, mm -hmm. and then they didn't really, they didn't really they didn't get accepted to any of the, <laughs> of the festivals, <laughs> but so, you know, I could have just thought like, well, that all of that time and effort was like, it like didn't, wasn't worth it though. I never felt that way because it, it, the experience of doing it was incredible. And I learned a lot. And, um, the coolest thing is knowing that sometimes uh, you know, the, the reward can come in a backwards way, like later. So in, with this example, when I applied to MassArt, um, for the portfolio, I did a portfolio review and, and, um, this really nice man, I wish I knew his name, but he was working, um, in administration and, um, he, did my portfolio review and he saw those two short films and he said that typically uh the film the incoming film students show uh, a their movies and they they had to and you know we all start somewhere and i'm older mm -hmm. and i've had experience with film so like but he was saying like they're usually pretty hard to get through because they're like really bad but um, he said that these were pretty good. And he's, he was like, you know, you'll probably get a good scholarship uh, from these. And, and I did. Um, so uh, that is all to say that, like, you never know, like, the efforts you put in now, like, what will, ha what will be, what will grow off of it, like what you were saying. Like, yeah. And to be open to like all the possibilities, of what might happen from the the building block that you're setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is incredible when you look back. Mm -hmm. For me, with like business, it's like um, I almost feel for me I'm like naturally just have like a hustle gene in me. A lot of mm -hmm. people in my family were like that. And for me, like, there's a, like, the word side hustle is used a lot now. And it's something mm -hmm. that I've done most of my life. 
when I was 15, uh, I apprenticed the guy and I was learning how to build drums and we were running drum circles and I had some kind of natural capacity within drumming. And mm-hmm. luckily me and my friends, I also had friends who were musicians, lived near an area where there were some buskers, just people playing music on the street for money. And I never really planned out stuff, but we just were like, oh, we have drums. We might as well just go and play for money. Yeah. And I remember there was the first summer we did it, we took it pretty serious and we collected like all the money we we made. I saved it. I was like the bank keeper because mm-hmm. no one else was like, we, you can't trust me with this money. You take it. Mm-hmm. And then we'd end up going to like a festival at the summer and it would pay for our tickets. It would pay for the gas to get up there It would pay for the food. And so, like, at a young age, I was already starting to play with using things I was passionate about, things I had skills in, and, and learning how to monotonize, monoton, monotonize that. Is that the right word? Monotonize? No. Uh, monetize. Monetize. There you go. To monetize. Yeah, there it is. To monetize <laughs> art and things I was passionate about. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, right. And so you take those skills into the into the present yeah, and it's funny, like, when I was younger, I used to play, uh, since I was a drummer, too, it was easier. I got to play with tons of people, and since we busked in an area that was kind of busier in the summer, lots of musicians might come through, and I would end up playing with all these different musicians, all these different styles, and I was also really involved with hip-hop and freestyling, and that all correlates to now when I perform music, it's usually within ecstatic dances with different groups Mm -hmm. of people. And we don't practice. We don't have, we don't even really talk about what we're going to do. We just mix it all up and play different instruments and figure out how it all fits together. And it always ends up being super beautiful, but it's like, I've been most of my life playing with different musicians and not really talking about things. Just you, you build that sixth sense of awareness. But, you know, when I was 15, I was never thinking, oh, I need to do this. So when I'm in my late 20s and 30s, I'll be like uh, an ecstatic dance musician. You know, like it would have been such a weird thing to try to plan out. Like I couldn't have done I couldn't have created a plan that was as good as how it turned out. Yeah. Do you remember that drum circle uh, that I joined in with you uh it was um in a park in swampscott is that right uh and and like remember i got i was i had a migraine for like three hours and then i showed up at this drum circle feeling like this is gonna be real bad um because i am not feeling well so like I was trying to hang in there, and then I eventually was like, all right, I got to go back to the car. And you had driven. So it's actually, like, a hilarious story. Um, <laughs> so I go to the car. No, I remember and that. Like, that was in Lynn. It was in Lynn. Lynn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I go to the car, and hopefully, like, yeah, no one, no one's going to know where, where this happened. So, um <laughs> I go to the car and I'm like sick to my stomach at this point because my migraine's so bad and I'm like, oh, and I felt like I kind of had to poop and I was like, oh, maybe I just need to like poop like because I thought I was going to throw up 
or something. So I just like I and then it immediately became this emergency situation. You're like like half a mile away and I so I'm like I get there. I don't know this area. It's already dark. There's nothing open. Like so I go behind a building and go to the bathroom like on the ground. And um I go back to the car and and then now now I'm back in the car laying down like feeling like I'm going to definitely puke and you at this point you're you packed up and you came back to the car and this is kind of a good story cuz I'm vouching for you like when you drove me back home which was like a long drive um you played um I was like I'm definitely going to throw up during this drive and if there's anything anyone needs to know about me it's that i hate throwing up so much i'll do anything not to do it um (laughs) and uh you well you played a recording of a didgeridoo session or it was was part of your you had like a cd release right and it was yeah the cd and the first three songs were were geared towards uh sound healing like yeah, ground, so I was being like, grounded and meditating. Yeah, so I was laying down in your car. You started playing healing music that you had made, and it was you play, like played it pretty loud. And then you were also like singing along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt so good by the end of that drive. Like everything like washed away. Um, I felt so good, and it, I know it was like very much in part due to those vibrations that like were going through my body um yeah so it was sound sound healing is super powerful yeah and the coolest thing about it that i love is it's um, not completely undeniable but when i play a didgeridoo near someone's back and it's reverberating in your spinal column Mm -hmm. because it is it's real i mean i'm I'm producing a pretty like you can physically feel the vibrations like reverberating in you and then you start Mm -hmm. feeling a lot of people start dropping in further and further like they'll feel it in their spine and then it's like oh i feel it internally in my spinal column oh i feel it in my cells like because mm. I mean, mm-hmm. you just you you drop more and more into that connection, mm-hmm. and it is, it's incredible. I mean, I mean, sometimes people really share some wild experiences from when I do that stuff. Mm. But that's what I like about it, because like, uh, say like I practice qigong. I love qigong, and I love different yoga meditations. I think they're beautiful practices, but that that's what they are is practices. And for some people, it's very difficult to get into, and it's it's heady. It's like theoretical. It's it takes yeah. a lot of practice and deeper understanding and reading to get mm-hmm. to like a certain level. But with sound, it's like if you have a body and you can mm-hmm. feel like you're going to feel the vibrations that those instruments produce. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to going to more of your uh, events once we can all be in rooms together again. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, like, yeah, learning from you about 
um, health in general. I mean, I, I feel like I'm fairly, well, okay, you know, it's funny, when you were describing your structured day, do you want to hear <laughs> mine? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I woke me. up, I woke up, it was, it was 8.30, that's like not bad for me. Um, no, that's good. Pandemic time, uh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, there's been some days where it's like 11 at least. Um, yeah. Then, uh, first thing I ate was, like, a piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> and then I go ahead and sit down and work on art. Uh, and then I'm like, you know, maybe I should eat something. So I so I ate a bagel. <laughs> Which is, like, not much better. <laughs> I will, I will like, have to say, though, for most people, eating cake, like, eating desserts is the healthiest to eat in the morning. As a meal right, because your body synthesizes the sugar better. Is that right? Yeah, and it and it's the worst time to eat it. It's actually like the American cultural standard is to eat it after dinner. That would be like yeah, because it's like you already have a stomach full of food that you're processing, yeah. and then you throw in something so different because the dessert mm. is so different than most food we eat. Mm-hmm. flour butter and sugar whereas i mean i guess if you're eating pasta it's almost the same thing but but here's the thing uh, i used to like kind of get like there were there was a good stretch of time where you know when like your metabolism starts slowing down and you're like oh wow like mm-hmm. i can actually see the effects of eating these things and i would get i would get like a little like guilty um but that I'm proud to say like doesn't really happen anymore it's more that I'm like oh I'm not feeling like the best like I feel like if I tried to run right now like I'd probably have like some problems with my like lungs and stuff like that so I I kind of do this check-in on like my health now which which feels like good because I yeah I don't like body image right now isn't like important to me it's more like health um yeah and just knowing that I can, like, accomplish things physically without, like, having asthma or, like, you know. So, yeah. So, I, I think from that from that perspective, I'm, I'm fairly good at, like, um, checking in with myself. But I think learning from you, I think I could learn from you. Like, you, I could be your guinea pig a lot of times when you're doing these things because then, like, I can learn, like, more about myself yeah yeah i mean for me with food getting into some things it's like um i spend a lot of time thinking about how it affects my body kind of talking about how you feel like um so if i eat cake i like really will think about how it affects my body and how i perform the next day Mm -hmm. and that's why i do like having especially now I have so much free time I try to do two kind of somewhat like a workout routine a day but my workout routines could be so so weird compared to what people might think of what exercise is that I don't really it's kind of hard to call it Uh that for because if people don't see the things that I do it'd be kind of weird but by having a workout routine it helps you stay healthier is one thing but then also on the other side it gives you a check-in 
because if I did the same thing last week, but I ate a bunch of food that makes my body not feel good and makes me kind of inflamed, then I will see the differences. Mm. So it's like the workout isn't like working out and moving isn't just for like, it's not just for the exercise. It actually helps. It gives you a gauge of how you feel. Right. I ate these foods yesterday. This is how I performed on this thing today. Yeah. 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 And for anyone who might actually be listening, if you wanted to follow Greg on Instagram, it's <laughs> B underscore in underscore wellness. Did I get wellness that right? Underscore. Yeah. And then an underscore at the end. At, after wellness. Okay. Yeah. B underscore B as in B E. Cause you're, yeah. you're, you're, the company's called B, B in wellness. in wellness. Yes. B underscore in underscore wellness underscore. Yeah. And you can see videos of uh, some of your workouts. They're not like, I feel like what I like about your, your page right now is like, it's like, you're just kind of getting, sometimes there's like instructional videos, but like you get a well-rounded, like look at your, like your kind of like lifestyle in general. And like, sometimes yeah. there's goofy movies. Sometimes there's like your workout that everyone, most people are probably like, what is he doing? Um, and then like, sometimes you'll get that instructional vid- video, like you're doing the, are you still doing the, uh, COVID like exercises? Yeah. I need to start making more. I've, lately I haven't been filming. I've just been busy with things. And also, yeah, yeah, it's just, I've noticed this, especially this last week I've, I've been getting absorbed in projects and mm-hmm. I'll completely lose track of time. I was mm. taking apart my bike because I'm tuning it up right now. And I, I was like, oh, I'm literally going to take apart everything. So if some, if yeah. there's a part on the bike that could be unscrewed, I unscrewed it and Whoa. cleaned it. And now I'm going to like uh-huh. re-lube everything. I was, yeah. I just, I just decided I was like, I have all this time. I yeah, might yeah, as yeah. well use it and right. figure out some things. So some, some days have literally been like, they've flown past almost and i was like oh man i should have filmed something but mm. well um, yeah, that's the thing it's like you know that we can get into discussions about that because i think it's important to like also live your life and like maybe like doing the bike thing will be like come up in something that you're l- learning about yourself or about the about a business you know or like you know it's, you yeah. never know if like what you're doing just can translate anyways and like also the yin and yang of like working on it and taking breaks so that your mind can like co- sort of like reset and then come at come at it with a different angle yeah definitely definitely what was your accountable so every week we have an accountability task so that our accountability buddy can keep us accountable for the accountability task. Yeah. So if that was. Do you want to start off? Here, I guess I'll start off. I'll say what I was accountable for. So, one of the things was editing audio that we recorded last week. Which once I started editing, I realized, oh my god, this is we gonna need be to fix way, something. We need to fix some things. Yeah. I.e., having headphones. <laughs> 
Yeah. We don't have each we... other's side right. audio in with our main audio. Because we're doing this, oh, we're doing a little Zoom, or no, it's WhatsApp. Can you, I don't know. Uh, we're not being paid yeah, we're, by WhatsApp. We're video, we're video, we're video <laughs> chatting so we can see each other. We're, we're yeah. physically isolated, physically distancing, yeah. but socially connecting. And in Massachusetts during in the surge of the virus um so hence definitely not getting together because just be safer um and using external recorders to then share with each other and edit I don't I don't think it's important that the listeners need to like know how we make the podcast but yeah so that was one of your tasks tasks yeah which i then realized like oh my god we definitely need to change that next time um yeah so we've done that so i we learned from that task and then it was also i made a list last week of action action steps i need to take for being wellness um for example the first was logo design and these aren't in an, in a like a an order of this needs to be done first or second. I just made a list. So it's logo mm-hmm. design, Facebook page, website, co- creating a content calendar, YouTube channel, desk setup, video space, things like that. So I just have on this on my journal, and I'm huge into having a paper journal and actually writing. Mm-hmm. I also like writing on the computer, but for me, I love um, yeah being able to write because also I doodle a lot on paper. But I just have a column where it says actions and a column where it says dates. So last week I did the actions and during this week I put in a bunch of dates, like due dates for all these activities. Okay. What, so, so you did put them in an order for yourself, right? Yeah, they're not in order. Yeah, they have due dates. Yeah. I might actually, I'll probably make a new list that we'll have. The, the big one for me, because I, I, I did this deliberately, so I have the website and a few other things. Oh, and my fir- and an ebook to have for sale is July 15th, so that's the day that I'm going to be turning 30, and mm. one of the things I wanted to do that day was to launch the website and launch at least one, um, I'm trying to get the word for it now, one thing I can sell online, one. Okay like uh ebook like some kind of e-commerce thing to have okay. online and i wanted to launch that on my 30th birthday so i thought that was like a cool date to kind of like put a put like a big like a step in my life because i'll be turning 30 and there is somewhat of a it's like a, a kind of a big age for some reason yeah. It's like, well, I'm not in my 20s anymore. And the, when you hit your 20s, that's a big age. So when you leave your 20s, yeah, it's big. I'm actually very yeah, excited for it. Feels, yeah, it feels... I've been 30 now for how long? Um, since February. <laughs> um, and it feels like a shift in that, like, I don't... I don't want to, like, mess around anymore with, like... Um, I do want to keep experimenting, but I want it to be a little more um, 
successful, I guess. <laughs> or uh, controlled, just, controlled experimentations. Yeah, yeah just because I don't, I, I, I'd like to start to start making money for the things that I'm talented at and enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, yeah, I don't, I just want to, I think turning 30 has, has made me start to feel a little more um, ready, I guess is a good word. Um, yeah to walk into the unknown of of like some of these ideas i've had Um, yeah 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 so it's cool that that we're like on the same page and that's kind of why it's like oh well we can just talk about this once a week and yeah oh that you dude i don't so i'm gonna stop talking about what i was talking about because that's a perfect segue last week i did mention i wanted to talk about the the saying that people I've heard many times that it's you are the average of the five closest people to you in your life. I've heard it in different kind of ways, but paraphrasing, that's basically what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's it's been very interesting. And this is going to be a huge shout out for people finding accountability buddies. But if I've noticed since I've taken more of a drawn like the line in the sand I've put the shovel down trying to think of other ways of saying it that I've really said to myself all right this idea I have I'm I'm going to do it I'm not worried about when it becomes successful I know Mm. aspects of this I've done in the past with side hustling and it's been successful so I know this will eventually become successful but I'm just gonna keep plow keep moving forward Mm -hmm. um I guess to keep a farming mm. term, I'm going to keep tilling the land, you know, I'm just going to keep working mm. towards this. But I've noticed I've had a lot of people say, oh, whatever you need help with, like, I'll be there. And some people have been able to show up and some people haven't. And mm. it's really, it's actually really kind of cool because for anyone out there listening, if you set your intention on something and you do it and then you search for accountability buddies search for people you can talk with on like a weekly basis or whatever time schedule you have but you're going to start attracting those people who are also moving forward Mm. yeah and then you're actually building that group because not and i love all the people in my life but not all the people i love in my life are moving forward uh-huh. with all the things that they know they need to or are taking like bigger steps to grow in their life mm-hmm. and I love them but also in some ways I've been looking for a community of people who are doing not necessarily the same things but they're just growing there's like to be immersed yeah. in conversations about growth things yeah. that are challenging and it's interesting because I, I never had really thought too much about it, but it's cool having this accountability buddies because I actually, like, you can be, you're, like, you're way more supportive with some of these things. Like, when I send you something, like, you'll actually check it out, you know, and, yeah. like, give yeah. feedback on it. And it's really yeah. cool. And I feel like I'm actually starting to find some of the people in mm-hmm. my life who are, actually supportive or not that they're not actually supportive but are actually able to be present and supportive mm-hmm. like past and I think just also, the desire 
Yeah, and for me, like, it feels like a maturity step to know who those people are that are actually going to be supportive in my life and to, like, not really... It's not as if other people are wasting my time. It's that That's a little too harsh, but it's, like, they're just not... They're just not, like, there. That's not, like... You have to meet people where they're at, right? And so, like... I feel that same way with you that like if I send you something you'll actually like give me feedback and especially right now with COVID like some people might cope with it by just like really needing to like keep becoming pretty introverted and like not do too much at all Um, or they might need to like communicate less or something like that Um, I think for me, I, I do better when I'm, like, busier, and um, base, this is, like, a side tangent, but I'm trying to say that, like, I've sent out some of my work to other people in hopes of, like, a, a critique or a response and, like, to, like, you know, kind of continue friendships through creating art and, like, getting feedback, but a lot of times it, it it's unsuccessful and um, it hasn't been with you and a, f- a select few other people. So I've learned that like, and it, my nature, just because my nature is that if anyone sends me anything I, or wants to get my feedback about anything, I like happen to like love, you know, like engaging with it that doesn't mean that other people are that way but i think what 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 i've like become mature to is like i have to like let go of not the friendship of the other people that aren't responding but let go of that expectation that they want to be involved in collaborating or even giving any sort of feedback even if it's just like super simple um you know like email or something um it's just it's not it's not fair to both of us so don't even like stop asking you know and so yeah now i know i can ask you i can ask um, a few other friends and have the support systems that are actually willing to be there um and my support in return you know it's a two-way street doesn't mean yeah i can just like rely only on them uh, with no return so so yeah, no, I agree. Like it's it's like, and yeah. So maybe that is a tr- maybe I'm unaware that that I have been like subconsciously att- attracting the people that I need in my life right now. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because it's almost like the, when you take a stand for what you want to do and you actually start doing it it's like the people that are gonna support you it's like it's like not that you're weeding out it's like you're you're weeding out expectations that everyone's gonna support you and then you just Mm. find the people that actually can meet you with where you're at and what you need yeah and it and it's really interesting so like you really actually start attracting just by you even taking a stand you start attracting those people around you who are also growing and then Mm. it's like because it is like you become the average of the the, the most pe- of the the people you most interact with so it's like as soon as you take a stand and you kind of are moving towards a goal 
the like the the people you interact with also might change as well and like yeah. you might find like i've had some stuff i've put up on like facebook and i've noticed some people have really interacted with it and it's interesting like i might be able to give them a sample of some content i create like some journal questions and they might interact with it way more than some of my best friends for years which right, is a, right. a weird thing to think of because you kind of have this expectation that like your best friends will be there for you for this thing but that might not mm. that's not really their job but then you right. might have some random people that you just meet and they'll be like the best person for you right and like that so aspect that your your best friends are probably always going to be there if you need like emotional support yeah uh to the extent that they're able right but like yeah you're asking for a different kind of support and i think that i like love um helping with startups and like i love hearing startup stories even and so like and i'm your friend and i care about what you want to do so like i i think this is like a perfect partnership um I think it's just really nuanced, right? Like, it's going to depend on all of those factors. Like, do you care about what they're doing? Do you care mm-hmm. about, you know, um, do you care about startups at all? Do you, th- do you, like, put any time into, like, thinking about those things? I love, yeah. like, that journey that people start where they're like, this maybe has never been done before or it's never been done in the way that I'm going to do it. And, like... I'm gonna go ahead and try it mm. and it's like a, it's such like a leap off a cliff and I think it's like there, there has to be a better metaphor is there a parachute on that person or they have like a <laughs> maybe they're about to do what's that like gliding thing like uh wait with the suits or yeah, hang gliding there's like those people that like literally just like fly what do they call those? I think it's called a fly suit. No. Yeah, no. fly suit maybe. That sounds. I, we're such noobs, man. I don't know. I know. Someone's gonna. If someone actually listens to this, they're gonna be like, they should. E- they should. Um. Oh, we don't even have like a thing. Let's make an email. No. <laughs> just, just shout really loud out your window what it's called. And maybe we'll hear you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. I I I quite enjoy seeing people climb. We all do, I think actually, in yeah. a way. That's why we love the hero story is that you see the yeah. hero character against all these odds figure it out, you know. Um It's maybe like a very American thing now if you think about it. Um, it is it's it's also it's the root of this country this country was founded by people who were trying to be innovative because that's the Mm -hmm. one thing i don't know actually i might even gotten this book from you but there's a book called i think it's called the culture code and it was written by this 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 guy from france who became this marketing genius and it's incredible, like, the stuff that this guy did. Mm. And he's the reason why Jeep has the round 
lights in the front. Oh. Because he, he noticed, for example, for this was just an example, he would put people in a room and he would do this experiment with them. Almost like a therapist. Like he would, he would be bringing people into their subconscious. And he found that for Americans, what Americans like about like the traveling or would be like the cowboys like venturing out into the unknown terrain like getting out into these areas that are wild and Uh the jeep kind of hits that hits that idea okay and they actually started making the round things to make it more look like it more animal like to make it more like an iron horse and after they did that their their sales jumped up because it it was embodying like this subconscious level desire that americans had for for expansion Mm. or for example like he found that americans more than anything when they think of coffee think of the smell that's Mm. why folgers like in the commercials they always they smell the coffee Mm -hmm. or someone comes down and they they smell it in the thing so they it's hitting you on that level of subconscious of thinking of you wake up in the morning and you smell the coffee Mm. whereas in other countries that kind of that marketing wouldn't work because they don't really Mm. care about the smell it's more about the flavor maybe in italy or maybe it's more about the the feeling or the effect or how it makes you a better worker in germany i'm not saying those were the real cases i'm just giving examples yeah they're just like hypotheticals yeah yeah but it was yeah. interesting because what he said he loved about American culture was that because it is a new country, it has a, has a young culture, which means it's more, it doesn't have as many rules. Mm. It, it's more wild in that it can go anywhere. So like America really embodies that, that, that hero's journey, whereas some of these other cultures, and I admire many cultures, might be more um the hero after his journey or like the hero at the mm-hmm. not at the end but the hero's gone through stuff and has now figured out a lot of things and settled into some things mm. yeah yeah but and i think um i think we could probably both agree we want to take on that like that idea of innovation and like um hero's journey while also like somehow (laughs) reversing the because i want to give a shout out to like the native people that were here before european settlers and like reversing that Mm -hmm. sort of like toxic idea that you can just do it without any consequence and you can just do it without like caring about the people around you and so like with your business that's like definitely you're kind of like counteracting that right you're like you're like here's how we can like heal everyone and actually tying into native people like you sometimes are practicing native things and you tell me stories about how you've learned those and it's like far more deep than like anything i've ever done (laughs) at all you know like i i don't know where i'm going with this but i think you know like i i just want to like shed some light on that that we're not like just trying to like yeah it's not just about dicks yeah it's not just 
purely about creating businesses to have autonomy of time or creating businesses yeah. just to have money to be able to travel or have things. It's about creating a business that is first and foremost informative and helpful to people. Mm. And also, and yeah. not not lessening this aspect, but also having it be economically feasible. That it's right. it allows you to live the lifestyle that you wish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Marrying those two together. Yeah, yeah, marrying those two together, which is definitely it's possible and it's also necessary because that's mm-hmm. I feel in America there's a lot of negative effects of business for bit for solely for business sake. Mm-hmm. Not not business with ethics tied to it. Mm-hmm. You know, or mm-hmm. business with with core principles mm-hmm. um, is definitely not the norm. There's there are like incredible businesses out there that make a lot of money and do a lot of good. Yeah, yeah. But right. in general, I I don't feel, and that could also be the issue with having that young culture. Like the net, the positive is that we can expand and grow so much, and like yeah. you can change. You could be born poor and die like a multimillionaire it's possible in america whereas in some countries it's like you might be born like in india into a caste system and that's yeah there's there's nothing really you could do you could become an incredible crafts craftsman and maybe people might hurt you because you're supposed to just stay in your caste so it's Mm -hmm. so there's amazing principles to it but then also having a young culture probably means that we're some of the things we create are also young like they're immature they're not thinking about Mm. the sandcastles they're destroying Mm. in their pursuit Mm -hmm. to do something Mm. yeah yeah and those are things to keep in mind as we go forward um yeah for sure yeah so you had you had to make a list you made that list yeah so i made that list i put in the dates um i worked on editing some of the audio oh and then and then the other thing for this week was picking some core colors for me to use again and again with my designs and i had made a few different palettes you had you had made some for me and i had some other people make some so it was like a it was a good combination of things and everyone kind of had similar yeah things it's earth tones i'm trying to think of the way to describe it the way i describe it's like an earth tone like a green and blue or like a yellow that's been heavily subdued so it's like a clay yeah the um i actually because i'm in art school i could tell you the words okay yeah you they've been neutralized a bit so like it's as if you're adding the complement color until it's it it's like a grayer version of the yes yeah color yeah 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 and it was interesting so i was i was researching color psychology this week and it was it was pretty cool and and then it so i was spending time looking at websites i enjoy people who are in similar fields to me seeing what colors they pick and then putting those colors to the psychology and it was 
pretty cool. Like, there's this one guy I really like, Align Podcast, this guy Aaron Alexander. And it's a lot about, he's a health and fitness guy, but he's more, he targets more about alignment, uh-huh. and flexibility, and mobility. And I noticed uh-huh. his colors, like, it, a lot of his stuff was that neutralized, it was a neutralized pink. And uh-huh. pink is like a, a color that's comforting if you look at the psychology of it, which kind yeah. of fits into a lot of his like deep tissue massage work and mobility and opening mm. up. It's like you have to have that deep relaxation and his color right. matched that. And I was like, whoa, that's yeah, super yeah, yeah. cool. Or yeah. for example, like I have Metro PCS as a phone cell phone carrier and their logo is purple and orange and purple's wisdom and then orange is kind of is like youth and exuberance uh-huh. and metro pcs is like a newer company so it's kind of makes sense the, the, the orange but also it's it's really cheap as far uh-huh. as like just like a monthly pay subscription goes for it. so it's like kind of has that wisdom in that youth thing to it because like it's if you're younger it makes the most sense because it it's like the cheapest options uh-huh. like it has good yeah it has good coverage and it's cheap so it's like it, yeah it's weird how those colors kind of hit with what it is for me the that's cool that you're thinking so deeply as to include color psychology because it's, it's definitely a thing and it's important and uh for me those colors that i chose um they're kind of like they're kind of like they're just like really soothing which i think is the whole point right it's like you you yeah like the the earth tone that's just like dialed down that kind of like you look at it and your eyes don't like strain at all and like yeah there's no colors competing with each other and it's just like really nice and soothing so i think that's a cool way to be thinking about your 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 brand yeah and that's that's what I've been loving lately about the work I've been doing. It's interesting because it's it's work that is I could see how people easily overlook it. Mm. It's super easy to just pick some colors you like and not think about how do they work with each other? How would this work on different platforms? What's the psychology, like the deeper, like what am I actually expressing with these colors? Because they also express emotions. And it's, mm. it's interesting how deep you can go with that. And it's cool. Um, it's cool having this extra time right now to really dive deep into those things. Because mm. I feel like I'm really creating something that, will go on for much further because I'm putting so much thought into little things. Yeah. And it's it's also interesting because it's it's a different kind of work. I can't just sit down for eight hours and drink a bunch of coffee and figure out the colors. Yeah. yeah. You know, like the the amount of You have to approach every approach everything with your ethos. Which is yeah. not that. It's not like it's not about burning out on one detail. It's about being aware of, of all the details and spending time on them, but like being healthy about how you're, how you're going about it. Right. Yeah. Or, or here's a good way to put it. Cause I'm trying to think of how to describe it. You might be able to put it to words after I, I gave it this example. 
So a few weeks ago, I was working on creating a workbook for food journaling. And it's 27 pages, and I wrote it pretty quickly. Like, it, mm-hmm. it was... So it has like an actual output that's like tangible because I can print the pages out and see like the stack of paper and it's like, oh, you know, it. there's that part of us that's like, if it was a hundred page stack, I would feel even better. You know, like I would feel a little more accomplished. Mm. And there's like that kind of work because sometimes you need to do work that's just like, I need to write this much stuff or I need to output a lot of things. And you can see it, it's tangible. Like it like that that the book when it's completed is a is a thicker book physically, yeah. like in space. Whereas there's other times where like this week there there was not much output I could physically show anyone. It yeah. was a lot of thinking about colors and observing colors, observing different businesses, seeing mm-hmm. if those colors from the color psychology I researched connects at all with the business and a lot of times it does or in researching branding it was a lot more thinking and internal work yeah which is and it's really cool and but i had to check in with myself too this week because at some points i felt like i wasn't doing enough i'm like jesus like why like i should be able to just pick some colors and move on mm-hmm. you know so i could get further in this course that i'm taking that's really helping guide my thinking but it's like, oh no, like that's not, that's not the point of all this. And it's also really cool to, to acknowledge those different types of outputs, like the different type of work. Like one week it might be like, you know, you're really creating, like physically painting, like you're physically creating a lot of art. Whereas the next week it might be, you're conceptualizing and they're both equally valuable, mm-hmm. but it, it actually takes like a, a matured mind to be able to handle that. Like, mm. I had to think at some points I was I was kind of down on myself a little bit, thinking like, "Oh, come on, man! Like, you need to work harder." But that's not really real mm. growth. Doesn't come from just working harder. It comes from working right. smarter. Because and being able to vary. Yeah, yeah, and I've noticed like working harder might mean more backtracking because you have you have gone you have gone farther into the future on something that you didn't you ended up being like oh crap that actually wasn't what i wanted to do and so if you didn't have that like time thinking about it and letting it sort of sit with you before you added more work to it like then you may not have you may be yeah you may be backtracking a lot yeah yeah and it's interesting it and this is not to to throw like shade on different people but i've noticed some people a lot more people have been coming out to do more of their passion projects which is awesome during this covid time and i've seen some people who i could who don't seem like they're doing their research as much and i can Mm. see them making mistakes that when I'm taking these courses or watching these videos that people talk about, they're like, Oh, avoid doing these kind of things. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, Whoa, like I could actually see it happening. And it's actually, it's kind of cool sometimes going slower and taking my time. Cause I'm, I'm recognizing I'm building something bigger. And mm. if you, if you're too gun ho, like you're too like, 
driving forward and trying to create as much things as possible and working that working hard you know in quotation marks yeah like you're not seeing the bigger picture yeah and you're not you're not actually going to be able to get to that point or it's going to be mm. more work because you're going to backtrack and do all this stuff mm. well i and at the same time i will give some credence to maybe there's a middle ground right because there's like the, there's also the realm of experimentation and like oh for sure yeah be just making something and then the next thing you make is informed by that thing that you made before it, right? So, like, and and just, I don't know. It's an interesting line to toe because it's, it's hard. It, it, when it, when it comes, I guess, first of all, it depends on what, what kind of, like, um, you know, realm of work you're interested in. Yeah. And I was, but I should also, put in real, I'll put in yeah. real quick. Like I was, I was referring to people working in like the health and wellness field oh, where they're okay. giving so it, giving health yeah. and wellness advice to people. Whereas like we're, that can be detrimental. And if you yeah. don't realize right. how much power right. you have, cause even you may not have a big audience, even if you have 50 followers, you yeah. can have 20 people do the things you do. But if you're not fully informed about what you're talking about and you're just kind of like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. moving forward i'm all i'm uh, like i'm all for that but i was just i wanted to put it in that's like the that's the realm i was no, talking about right right sometimes we have to like check in because the the health and wellness world is going to be different than the entertainment artist world um yeah so there's going to be differences in how we go about it and but that being said i i have a history of like making things like we we recently both acknowledged that i'm better at starting things in your in than you are but that that inherently means you're better at following through with things than i am because i start things and i often don't finish them so um and i think that's because of the the a little bit of a weakness i have which is to like really um i don't know if this is why but my thought is like maybe i'm not fully aware of like all the nuances of what i'm about to do so i go into it and i work really hard and then like i don't know it gets to a point where i'm like well this idea is cooler so i'm gonna start that one and then that (laughs) one like starts to lose its um lust luster so yeah uh so i want to work on that and um and actually what so i guess i should talk about what i'm doing is um i'm trying i'm working on working towards creating a a art group that creates content for the purpose of Mm -hmm. entertainment but that is not formulaic in the ways that I've seen a lot of entertainment. Um, Mm -hmm. That was pretty good. That was like my elevator pitch for now. Um, Yeah. uh, Good thing we're recording. I know. That was like, I'm going to have to listen back to that and just be like, ooh, nice. No, uh, and, you know, 
there are things like I haven't figured out how it's going to make money yet. I haven't figured out any of that, but um, I know that that's like kind of what I'm working at. Um, and what it means more specifically is like, so I think, I think what I've found and it's been coming, becoming more clear actually since last week that we spoke is that I, I definitely want to like create worlds and, mm. and be a part of like a, a group of artists that create worlds that the viewer or experiencer can be a part of um, that um, don't weigh so much on formulas that I've noticed, but are more interested in the art of the creations themselves. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's almost like creating a niche market for like artists who also love storytelling. So it's a, it's an interesting, I think actually the course that you're taking would be good for me because I'm starting to like feel like I'm honing in more on what it is that I'm trying to do in words yeah i can think of it better than i can say it out loud yeah i know what you mean yeah but i i can so i have a history with filmmaking i can make live action shorts films with a zero dollar budget that aren't that great but they're getting better um i can i can dabble in animation i've done a couple hand-drawn animations um and I am studying um, sculpture so that I can make puppets. Um, so part of the thing is um, family-friendly content as well. Like, I don't think I want to ever get too violent, at least for now. Like, I think mm -hmm. that's another thing. Like, I need to just, like, land somewhere and work because maybe in the future i'll make like adult more adult friendly content that's like mm -hmm. maybe gets a little deeper in, into like um um like psychology and things like that but um mm -hmm. but that kids probably shouldn't watch because maybe there's violence and stuff like that so but my point is right now like sort of like staying away from that and making it more like the whole family could watch it and mm -hmm being like pretty honest with it um and being as like interested in the process of creating it as a piece of art than than anything else at least for now and like figuring out how it's, how i can like get revenue from it at some point um and again we you know you never know what that's going to look like um, so, um, so based on, based on your suggestion, I actually, I now agree that like, so just for, an, if anyone's listening in on the podcast, um, my accountable tasks were working towards making an animation limited run series, which I, I think I, I know that I'd still like to do and, and one day it should be made but that kind of feels like the thing that I do when I have a bigger budget when I have more 
time for mm-hmm. it and you know when i have a team of helping hands i think now is the time to just create sh- smaller things that sort of start to mm-hmm. hone in on the style of what i'm doing um and that start to help me inform help me to inform myself and inform anyone else who might be involved in the creation of it to know what it is exactly that we're doing like until there's anything made no one's gonna know what i'm talking about you know what i mean yeah because you can't and i i wouldn't know it's not just me i wouldn't know like what you're talking about until i go or experience i i know because i'm your friend but i'm talking as if i'm someone i that doesn't know you like yeah and we haven't talked about it yeah, yeah until i either hear you speak for hours about it like i have or or go to your events or like become immersed somehow whether it's like through your website or something that in your product that you're selling like i i won't know what it is you're doing right so and yeah i don't think i can i first of all i don't know if i've exactly been able to hone in enough to be able to describe what i'm trying to do but i also just am feeling like i need to create things and so i have these ideas of short I have a few like short um, creation ideas that can become um, t- like real things, and then I, that was really weirdly worded. But I think you know what I mean. Like I can yeah. I can make a, sh- a few short things that start to pile up into skits that are a part of this world that I'm creating. But the world yeah. won't exist until I start making them happen. Um, yeah. Yeah, and if I can interject for a moment, like you, I feel like you do know what you want to do, like because you know you want to create, you want to create content mm-hmm. for like family content that family can view together, that's engaging in a more artistic and more meaningful way, mm-hmm. um, instead of just kind of I'm trying to think of uh, no, just yeah, more engaging in an artistic way and you know eventually you want to create a community of people Mm -hmm. that will work on these projects together and creating Mm -hmm. community around the creation of this content so you can i mean you do know but i know what you mean because like even just like a month ago when i was trying to figure out what i was doing putting it into words was super difficult yeah yeah. But I think I agree with you. You said that you feel like the course that I'm taking might be helpful for you because it, it's a lot of prompts that help you put those ideas into words. Yeah. Which is helpful when you communicate to other people. Because it's weird when right. you have this big idea. Because, like, in the long run, I'd almost like to have a retreat center in some, like, cool place where people come to me and they learn a bunch of different things about health and wellness and I do group mm-hmm. events. You know, like... Mm-hmm. But just going from, you know, having a, a side hustle that I understand, but it's not like a full-on business, to being like, oh, I'm going to create a retreat center, wellness, education center. It, yeah. It's like a crazy step to take. So it's yeah. it's weird to put that into words about what you're trying to do mm-hmm. and like how you're going to accomplish it. 
Yeah. But you're already, I mean, you're making big steps because, like, you're, you're realizing, all right, that was too big of a bite. I need to make smaller things. Yeah. And I definitely yeah. agree because then as a consu- as a person, it's almost like you have, um, I'm trying to think what we, what it was called in my notes because something I wrote, it was like a content brief or something. It was like um, a quick thing you could write. So then when you were working with different companies, they would understand what you're doing yeah. and what you're, yeah, I can't remember, but it's like a content brief or something like that. It's kind of what you're trying to create. Like you're trying to create like a style. So then when people see your stuff, they already know like yeah. the kind of stories right, that right, right. they're going to work on with you, the style of art, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. style of music the tone Mm -hmm. they'll they'll have an understanding of what you're creating and then you also whoa oh this is cool this kind of ties into how we're talking about accountability buddies because when you create the stand if you once you actually create the the voice the personality for the things you want to create the creators who also can help you with that will start coming out of the woodworks yeah yeah Almost, yeah, you know because yeah. once you have it and you're saying this is what i do yeah more of those people just like and if they see it and they like it because it's like their shit too it's like not just my my gig it's like you know when you see something you're like that they're doing what i want to do like that is cool they, they that's when like also you know i would imagine someone might reach out and be like i would love to help you with like what you're doing oh definitely yeah. yeah, I can even think of even just there's a few people that I watch on YouTube like Ido Portal, who mm. are incredible movement artists. Like they'll do crazy backflips and handstands, and then they'll be juggling, and then they'll yeah. be playing catch while walking on fences backwards, <laughs> and just wild move, just movement in general. And seeing mm-hmm. that always just gets me so excited. Yeah just just ready to go yeah yeah i I love i I, yeah sorry go ahead and i've bumped into more people because it makes me do more of that stuff and then i'll be out in a park doing more of that kind of stuff and so i'll be like oh have you ever seen that person like yeah like i watch it all the time like me too and then you connect like yeah so people will connect with you but you also find other people will connect with each other based on watching right stuff i mean that's why Going back to what you said before, like if you are creating content in the artistic field, like you should be no whole, like you should just be creating art. Right. Right. I think. I think it's a little bit different when you're in the fields of giving advice to people or teaching people things. Like you need to slow down a little bit and think about it a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, a little bit just because you're giving advice. Differently. Yeah. 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 But in the realm like, of like creating art, yeah, I could make a piece of art that I didn't really think about that much, and it's like kind of weird and maybe doesn't really aesthetically please anyone. But it won't hurt anyone necessarily <laughs> yeah. to see. Like you have to like if you did that, like you could hurt someone. Yeah, because yeah, you're like you could... you're. It's not creating a piece of art. It's creating it some an advice a piece of advice that someone might might take very literally and and then 
screw up their back or you know whatever it is yeah no it's crazy i see it all the time like as a person who studied fitness for a long time and grew up doing martial arts and grow grew up getting injured a lot yeah dealing with injuries like there's so many fitness things that are yeah are crazy it's yeah or like the like there it might be the goal is to build like muscle but then they're they're not even pre-engaging muscle in any kind of way they're not using like there is good science out there for a lot of those things and right there are some people using the science but then there's a vast majority of people who don't what do you think about people in that in that respect like people who want like a quick fix and how you you're asking for a different market you're asking for people who are willing to like make it their lifestyle to to be aware of their health you know what i mean yeah so like the quick the quick fix people aren't for you is what i'm saying basically yeah no i mean because say for for an example for me if i was giving when i give people fitness things i give some general guidelines but also there's going to be lots of questions like what are you trying to accomplish like do you have physical goals do Mm. you want to be able to do a split do you want to do something that's measurable Mm. like if you if it's if it's weightlifting centered like how much weight do you want to lift yeah or if it's yeah mobility centered what do you want to be able to move like Mm. and then moving from there but I would definitely, then I would also suggest reading. For example, like the yeah. Naked Warrior book that you had shown me is a book, and it's a pretty, you know, pretty dense book, and it's just about flexing your muscles. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. the whole the whole book is about muscle flexion and creating tension, so mm-hmm. you increase the, the strength output of your muscles. You mm-hmm. know, and like a lot of people... Like, it's definitely, but that's what it takes, I feel. If you're going to create, if you're going to create fitness programs for yourself, for a lifetime of movement, like, you have to do research. Or you have to work Mm. with a coach who has had a lifetime of movement. Yeah. Yeah. There's some people I listen to and follow, and they're in their 60s, and they're in better shape physically, like, just looking at them, than most America, most people you see and they're very healthy they're vital you would never think they're in their 60s yeah some of the movement and mobility that they've maintained and balanced is astounding yeah so like those yeah, yeah. The, like if i were to give someone if you want quick fix help definitely go to like a trainer who's in their 60s and is fit right because that right. person has done so much research like they've mm-hmm. probably read many books but they've just done research on themselves mm. that's why like i wouldn't i would never give someone a quick fix thing i would i would i would give them guidelines but i'd also like give them research right yeah because i'm also i'm not i'm not in my 60s i don't have all that all those answers Hmm. I have a lot of knowledge, but if you're not gaining certain things yourself, it's not the same. Hmm. 
Dude, maybe we can insert some elevator music right now cause, and take a quick break because I got to go to the bathroom so bad. Yeah. Let's insert. We'll put in elevator music right now. Oh, I just realized you're probably going to hear me pee. What? Today? A little bit. Oh, I mean just now. I thought I heard um, wind. No. Oh, okay, I'm back. Nice, me too. So, so what were we... You were, okay, well you were talking about um, the differences between people really like being aware of what they're doing or like or not and i feel like part of what you're doing is is like very meditative right so like um wait can we just restart yeah yeah I mean, let's restart from the end of the break what yeah, no, no. I mean, you were right on point. It, like, I was I was kind of just talking about in general, when I look out into what is in the health and fitness yeah. content that you can find, for example, on YouTube, there, there are some people that are phenomenal on there, but they're not the people with the most views. And the people usually with the most views are younger people who are very strong. I mean, they, th what they do is, is incredible. But the issue with that is that they might, they might just be naturally a little bit stronger or also, I mean, when you get into muscle development, when you look at someone like, whoa, that person's ripped. There, there's a lot of genetics that go into play with all that. Like there's some people who just, they have a different, like a structure and and they have different ways that their muscle gets built like some people yeah will do the same amount of work have the same strength but just will have smaller muscles where some people yeah. just grow muscle quicker well um, i think this is an important topic and it, it it seems to apply to both of us in that like 
Um, I feel like, you know, so the people with more views, right? Who you who you're saying when you watch, they're clearly not as um, like figured out in terms of their methods or or what they're doing as like the the people with less views. Sometimes that that's the case, right? Yeah. What I'm, I guess what I'm saying is with the fitness stuff is, you know, you might have someone who can do fifty pull ups, yeah, but that might not have anything to do with their understanding of how to structure a fitness program right or or understand like those kind of things like you like they may not like if or if they're doing a move and someone asks them why are you doing that like they may not be able to answer you yeah and the thing is they but the thing is they have more following and so what i'm trying to say is like i want to make sure and this is how i feel now i i hope it doesn't change is that like formulaic building a crowd bullshit doesn't interest me at all because it you know that if to me it's like why it why are more people looking at the dude with the pull-up video as opposed to the one with a more wholesome like actual understanding of movement and healthy movement right um and there are reasons for that that really really bother me but i have to get past that and just realize that we can develop a niche of people that think similarly or different, but that at least believe in our goal. Yeah. And are interested in that and and aren't necessarily interested in our stuff because we know the tricks of how to get follower A, B, and C. You know what I mean? Like, so um, I think that's more important, right, is to have, like, yeah. niche niche markets that that really care and can be like a part of a community yeah in creating content that is the the highest quality that you can right but that's why you're getting a niche because they're like oh my god like this person cares a lot yeah yeah and i'm not saying like the the for example going back to the say the person who does 50 pull-ups they're create. They're also creating the best content that they can, and True. and there's nothing wrong with them having the most followers. Um, mm. Like they they also work hard for their things and they're artistic right. and they're creative and they're doing a a service to people because they're inspiring people. Mm. Um, but it's this it's this interesting, you know, what do you get into, like that that world that. that just because you have those views doesn't mean that you actually have a perspective that's more deep, you know, mm-hmm. or yeah. helpful to people. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I think that's just what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, I, I agree with you that like, and I, I should probably be more, um, compassionate to those who like are really quote successful with like social media or whatever you know views Um, and stuff but uh from this from 
from where I sit, I, I'm looking towards like having more wholesome relationships with people who are like really very interested in what I'm doing. And like, I don't, I just don't want to like, yeah, like I want to make sure it's really thoughtful what I'm making. And if that means I have less views than, than the next person, then that's fine with me. Um, yeah. I'd rather figure out how to make it sustainable than how to make it famous. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and how to have organic growth. I, I get now more what you're saying. Like, yeah. I know on Instagram, for instance, I know you can follow a ton of people. You could follow thousands of people, and more people will follow you back. Yeah. It's yeah. a guarantee. If, if you follow right. 10,000 people... There's going to be 10,000 people who have an option of looking and it'll say follow back or not. Yeah. And so to gain numbers at the beginning, you could follow as many people. You could search, for example, for me in the health and wellness, you could just search wellness or health or fitness or coach or something like that. And then just follow every every single person with that in that term. Right. And they might follow you back and then you'll have like, you know, 400 followers in a few days. But it's yeah. like, and I completely agree with what you're saying because I didn't do that. There's a few people I sent my videos to who I knew because I thought they might enjoy the the movement thing that I did. I filmed and then they followed me. But for the most part, it's random people who have just seen my content, enjoyed it who's decided Mm -hmm. to follow me and Mm -hmm. I don't really have that many followers but it is interesting because then you actually see what content is people and get are people engaging with right if you create a video that six people end up following you from and a bunch of people view it's like oh that's that that has there's something about that clip that had value for people Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if you're just getting followers because you're famous or followers because you're following people, you're not actually getting feedback towards that actual sustainable organic growth. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think um, I think we, we can, it's safe to say that we can be focused more on our content now anyways than getting into the nitty-gritty of social media. Yeah. Um, yeah. But something that you mentioned last time we talked and it wasn't recorded was about Facebook being part of your market because um, you noticed your demographic is more on Facebook than they are on Instagram, uh, at least with yeah. what you've already been successful with doing which is yeah, certain events sure. around town things like that yeah do you want to talk about so one thing that is clear is like i've always been an, i feel like i've always been an artist i've always been interested in art and creating and putting things out but in terms of what we're specifically talking about you're a little more ahead of me because you've actually done events and stuff like that within this this sort of more more like specific business that you're building um yeah so i think um if you want to talk a little bit about that and then we should um probably talk about accountable stuff for the week stuff for next week yeah um yeah so i guess 
so for me with the work that I do it it came up very naturally it was just something mm-hmm. that happened I can't even really exactly pinpointed when it really started because even in high school I'd started playing didgeridoos around people just because I would play didgeridoo I'd have friends over they might be mm-hmm. sitting in front of me I'd play it on their back mm. and then I might stop and then I might turn around and be and just express like how cool that was yeah and and then it builds up over and over over time so I had my side hustle is what I'm gonna call it because this is like a term that I do love um came up very naturally and actually at a certain point some weekends I would make more money doing that than in my actual job Mm. and and I wasn't even really trying to do it like I wasn't thinking about any of the stuff I'm thinking about now it just kind of happened and then I would go to one event someone would be like oh that's that's cool what you do do you want to come do this or I've met people where I literally was in a store playing a flute like a native a native american style flute and this lady stopped she started talking to me or i shouldn't say this, this incredible woman stopped and she started talking to me and i was like oh yeah i play didgeridoo and all this stuff and she's like oh well i do these events out in new york and in different places like would you want to come play music and i was like oh definitely and then yeah and this is Lady Zelda hodling, just for an example of just different things, like weird ways that it all came to fruition. So for me, I'm I'm starting a business, and I kind of already have a a strong foundation in certain things because I've for years have been doing events, and now looking back, I realized oh that's what I really love to do. It's what I'm passionate about. So now I'm trying to put a structure yeah. to it. So for me, it's a little bit easier. So for example, I noticed because I've done a pretty good amount of events at my events, my audience is more typically more women and Mm. is like women in their mid thirties to like mid sixties. So like middle-aged people, mainly women, but not, not like, but a decent amount of men as well. But for the most part, the the common online platform for people in that age range is going to be Facebook. Uh, I myself mm-hmm. don't really like Facebook. I think it's there's too much happening all at once. It's a little overloading mm-hmm. for me. But mm-hmm. I know that's a place that I can create a private page to have conversations, almost like having a um. What is it called? Like a conversation board or like a topic board. Do you know sure. what I mean? Like online? Yeah. Yeah. Or like a chat room. Know. How we used to have chat yeah, rooms. Yeah, chat room. Yeah. Yeah. But I realize like Facebook is a good platform because it will be the most people know it. But mm-hmm. that's kind of difficult for me because I just don't like Facebook. So it's a challenge. But that's one of the things I'll be setting up is like a Facebook, a private Facebook group that I can, people can join into and I can continue to work with people mm-hmm. that enjoyed meeting me from events um nice so they can continue to connect is that one of your accountability bullets for this week um not for this week but i do have that by 
June 12th, I will have the Facebook page up. Okay. What's this week? This week, I'm dealing with stuff. Like, one of the things is I want to create a list of yoga centers all around my area that Mm. I can start contacting. I'm probably not going to contact anyone until... Yeah, yeah. July or August, probably. Because that's when things are actually going to be starting to come up again. Like, if Mm -hmm. I started sending out stuff to them now it'd be kind of pointless but it was um, something my, but just my sorry um but it was the same but just making a list of the places and getting contact information so i can just have okay. like a master list of like oh these are the people i need to send emails to and stuff like that well, that's cool yeah and i need to finish creating all my event flyers because i have a sound healing event flyer that i like I have a Qigong class because I might start doing like some Qigong meditation things by donation just in my at my house. Okay. Having people come over because I really Qigong like I'm like all about Qigong right now. So you're making the flyers? Yeah. Do you have any dates? Because you can't do events with physically right now, but do you have any? No, but um, just having like the core, like having the pictures and the design layout. Like I use Canva, oh, which is an app on my okay. phone. So like I have, I already have like the flyer views for things, and I could mm-hmm. I could export it out of the app and put it on Instagram. I could print it as like a right. flyer to print and put it up places. But yeah. then it's kind of cool because then I'll have like this is my sound healing flyer. So then I just yeah. switch out the dates, the times, the places, but everything okay. else remains the same. Yeah. So I'm doing one for that for the didgeridoo classes, um, and a few other things. So I'm gonna start working on those because I need to use the colors that I chose and figure out how am I gonna use those colors in the flyers. Okay. Okay. Yes. Cool. Nice, that seems like a good list of stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, what I was going to say is um, that's just something that my therapist said that I thought was cool. Um, I won't say her name, but I think I think you would like her. She's like a movement-based therapist. It's really cool. Um, but anyways, um, I'll tell I'll, tell you her name when we're not recording um she said like well we have to remind ourselves that like right now you you literally can't be as productive as when we're not dealing with a pandemic like you have to like let Mm, go of some productivity um so i feel like we're doing what we can what we can do which is helpful to me it makes me feel good you know um yeah yeah, and going off of that, I mean, for me, it's exactly what I need in my business right now because yeah. I've already had a lot of experience of actually doing things, so I mm-hmm. know what is successful and unsuccessful for myself as far as group events go. So that's what partly, if you're listening, like it makes some of the stuff I'm doing now easier because I, I've already had experience with what is successful. So now I'm just creating things like Mm. what are my event flyers what is my email gonna look like to yoga centers 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I can set that up now because I already know what the event is. I already know what brings people in. But I yeah. can like create, all right, this is what my email will look like. I just like save it. This is the list of all the yoga centers I want to do stuff at or places, <coughs> event centers. I could write down all their emails. And as soon as things start getting back together, I already know what the email looks like. And I have the contact list and just go through sending it out. Right. You know? right. So it's like, I, it, it's cool because I can create this, this structure now. I can't nice. do like the productive work of actually really doing things with people, but at least I can create like, what are my colors? What are my flyers? Yeah. yeah. What are, what's the, if people join my mailing list, what are they going to receive? You know, like, cause there's a lot of stuff to think about when you're like creating yeah. a project. Right. Yeah. Oh, totally. It, um, and then the other, um thing that we were gonna do once a week is if if you can it's not really a big deal but it was there anything this week that was like in uh, like a did you how do we word this did you we do an inspiration thing every week so like yeah inspiration was there anything you experienced that was inspiring for your business um Or can you set... No, 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 this is different than what I was planning on talking about, but the way you word it, it's really cool. So one thing that inspired me this week towards my business, towards what my goals are, is since I've been creating these workbooks and I've been thinking and creating a lot of journal prompts to get people in the... to create what their mindset is for their health Mm -hmm. I notice myself doing all the things I'm writing about I kind of already did them naturally but physically putting it stuff on paper makes it so much more real and I've just noticed myself getting healthier Mm. and just being more full of life and I and now I notice when I do something I'm like like uh this week I sat down with my wife and she was painting and I was drawing and it was incredible. And I, oh, so I was like, all right, mentally I kind of wrote in my head. Dude, that was right. the first time I heard you say my wife. Sorry. You <laughs> recently got married and I'm just like, oh, whoa. It was like weird to hear. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah, no, it, it's weird to say. Um, but so we were making art together and it was just really, it was a really nice thing. It was a nice alternative to like watching TV. Mm. and so i made note oh this is a special moment these are this is a special activity to repeat Mm. so much of my journaling prompts lately have been noticing things that are good and then trying to repeat them Mm. okay so i've just been noticing it so the inspiration like towards my business like whoa whoa like this actually works yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like i knew it works but like seeing how like because I already feel like I'm I'm a pretty self-aware person, but seeing there's so I mean I know there's so many levels to it, but physically, like feeling myself leveling up, yeah, yeah, is cool. It's like oh wow, like you know it it doesn't take much. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've been enjoying making art a lot right now. Like, I get so sucked into it because there's not much else I can do aside from like I am still working, but and but it's I don't I have a lot of time. I and I think I've spent more time on homework than I would have been because I have the time to do it. So yeah, really getting sucked into art projects. Um, yeah, I love the paintings using the uh, the natural flowing pattern. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah, those are cool. Dude, those cool color palettes. There's one right now. I'll show you. Um, I mean, I'll post it soon, just because I can. Um, that I'm pretty excited. Like the pattern's like really small, so it's very intricate. Um, but um, yeah, so my I think for my accountable ta- accountability task, mm-hmm. um, for my accountability buddy, will be <laughs> uh, to. Um, decide on a like a short piece to that's like a, a manageable chunk to like make um, to mm-hmm. start working on and maybe do the first step which might be just to like write a rough outline of what it would be and then um, or maybe actually I could just like write it yeah I'll write it out because it won't be that hard um, and then I was thinking of like coming up with a name for what it is I'm doing just so that I can Mm -hmm. start building when there is something that I can put out online. It will have the name, you know, like it needs a name. Yeah. It needs a, it needs to start to have a brand. Um, Yeah. Cause are you going to start, are you going to create short pieces that are going to partake in a world like in that space world that you that the the um the bloom took place um the the worlds i feel like are gonna be a little loose but they'll Mm -hmm. probably start forming more when like things are happening because you could even you could have different legitimately different worlds because you could think of it in space and like yeah. the world building would be the overall universe that it exists in right right and if I they mean, all i feel like because of resources a lot of it will look like earth but there's gonna definitely be a lot of things that happen that aren't that we don't experience yeah on a day-to-day so like I think that's my point. Like, there's gonna like like the two two of the ideas I've recently had. One was a dream, and that's that. I'll talk about that with the um, inspiration piece. Um, they uh, involve humans and are of the earth, but then there's a character that's like not like part bird, part human, or like um. There's one idea that I have that involves a a like it's almost like an orangutan but it's it's like a bigger and it's like this like red like beast thing Mm -hmm. that that was my dream um last night actually um but it exists amongst humans and it's like this thing that they found for the first time like humans are experienced so that's what i mean by creating worlds it's like you I have to promise, like, with the thing that we, that, that, um, that guy that I'm watching, uh, the videos where he's talking about when you're mm-hmm. writing, like, a long story, 
I don't have my notes right now, so I don't know his name. I can't remember his name. Brandon Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson, thank you. Yeah. Um, you have to be able to promise people something right off the bat. So, like, even with within little skits, I can promise that you, you don't really know where you are when you watch it. Mm. Eventually, it might feel like a, a, a whole universe. Mm-hmm. But for but for now it's like oh this like look, looks like Earth but there's like people that are not human and then there's like you know so it's um, I think the worlds will create themselves as I keep going yeah 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 because I love I've loved world building in stories and I, I feel like as a consumer. It's such a cool... Sometimes I wish creators would create more content within a world. Mm-hmm. For example, um, one of the authors I like to read, Patrick Rothfuss, who wrote The Kingkiller Chronicles, or is writing The Kingkiller Chronicles. The third one's yet to come out. It's a little difficult waiting, but also I'm, I, I'm glad he's taking his time so the book comes out really good. But he wrote an in-between book that's about one of the characters but mm-hmm. only one of the characters and it takes place within the world but it's cool because it's a completely different perspective and it's written in a completely different way because it's a different character you're in a different character's head but it mm. takes place in that world mm-hmm. and he even he wrote some short stories from another character in the book from that character's perspective and it took mm. place in the same world but it's like a different story and has a mm. whole different feel to it and I just loved it because once I was from his main work into that world and into that the the story he created and his way of writing, I just wanted more of it. Yeah. And some of the characters you get attached to and it's like, oh, what is that person's backstory? Like I want a whole season just with yeah. the side character as the main character. Right. And I love I love stuff like that. And I always, and I always feel like it also it brings the more you can bring people in it helps men, monot- oh Jesus why am I surrounded with this word monotonize helps you helps you monetize things because then you can make products like you could make little toys of the characters yeah. or things like that or stickers yeah, or mm-hmm. artwork about it because mm-hmm. I know like I I like to have things like that I try not to buy too much stuff like that but. It's cool when you when you're connected deeply to a story to have something like a physical item that reminds you of it. Mhm. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so I think Oh, uh for inspiration, I can talk about that. Um I want my what I wanted to do was watch um uh, a show that was recommended to me by a friend and the show is Midnight Gospel. Have you seen it? It's on Netflix. No, not yet. I was it's funny because I was just I was just before this conversation listening to a podcast with Joe Rogan and Duncan Trussell. And Duncan Trussell they, is they the guy it who created it. Oh Yeah, that's okay. what the whole the whole beginning of the episode's about it because Duncan Trussell he's a comedian and he's one of Joe Rogan's like good friends. Yeah. And like they began the episode talking about it and I almost watched started watching it before 
we had this conversation, but I was like, oh, I'm not going to get into it yet. But I'm going to yeah. watch some of it today. Oh, man. It's, like, it's really good. Um, I won't say anything about it because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, it's really good. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't say, actually, that it, like, necessarily inspired me much because um, it's not the direction I'm trying to go, but it, it was definitely yeah. really good. But what did inspire me was... Um, um, my dream last night where like I very vividly saw this like half monkey half beast thing that was animated and it was like beautiful um, and mm. it was like within the context of this story that was happening um, and so anyways that happened to be like an inspiring I was like I woke up today being like that's gonna be a skit because it was just Whoa. too cool it was too cool that's so, awesome um, yeah i love when a dream can do that um so anyways that's that's uh it also kind of made me feel like i'm on the right track because it's like even my dreams are like fun and creative in that way and I'm oh like, yeah that's awesome in the way of like storytelling like i woke up with this whole story about a about a beast that's like not anything i've ever seen yeah and so I was like, oh, my my subconscious mind is like even creating stories, you know, so that's yeah. like, that's a good sign for me. Um, so, uh, yeah, just working on some, I'll work on my stuff, you work on your stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like this has All been right. a long conversation. Yeah, it has. I think it's like two hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, thank you, Michael, my accountability buddy. Thank you, Greg, my accountability buddy. <laughs>